Yo, what up, people? Welcome to Designated Reports Boxing Podcast. You already know what it is. This is episode 14. Uh, we are your hosts, Gene and Louie. Um, appreciate you guys taking the time out. What up, Gene? Yo, yo, what's good, bro? How's Nothing, man, uh, down there? It's a little cold down here, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm missing New York. Obviously, my blood is uh, thinning out because it's only 40 degrees and I got a sweater on down here. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but it's, you know, it's chill, man. What's, what's, I heard New York's getting a, a cold front. What's good? Yeah, we about to get some like 10 inches of snow tonight, but it's been brick, man. I'm talking about like 17 degree weather type brick. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I know I'm in these Florida streets too much because that sounds way too cold. <laughs> so you're going to throw your Uggs on or what? You got your, you got your Uggs ready or what? I'm not a boot guy, man. I can't do it, man. I can't do the Tim's or the Uggs, man. They're just too yeah, heavy. That, that's funny. You are, you are the boot guy. That's funny too. Mm-hmm. I, now that you said it, I've, I've never seen you in a boot. I've probably had one pair of Tim's my whole life, bro. And you look like you wear black Tim's, all black. No, I'll get some black <laughs> sneakers and just tear them shits up. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't see you wearing the, the original Wheats. Nah, nah, they ain't for me, bro. All right, so listen, um, we get to uh, kind of run back through the month. A uh, lot to talk about. We want to start off with uh, Ryan Garcia and that Luke Campbell fight. Um, obviously, Ryan Garcia... It was probably his biggest test to date. My man's already chopping at the bit over here. Um, but listen, it was his biggest challenge, challenge to date. And we did see some stuff that was impressive. Um, we also some, seen some things that might have exposed the young, the young fighter. But all in all, you know, I was impressed. I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, uh, kind of take the, uh, the mic to start off. So what did you think about Ryan Garcia in that fight? What were you impressed by? What didn't you like? Um, I've been waiting for this for like a few weeks now. You know, I've been, I watched the fight again twice. Cause you was, re- you was actually ready to do it after the fight. Yo, we should do it. Right like, after the like, fight, man. Let's, um, what impressed know, me, let's let some things marinate. No, that's facts so, though, right? Um, what impressed me is he got off the ground when he got knocked out by Luke Campbell, right? First of all, this fight showed that Luke Campbell, the reason why he loses those big fights is because he doesn't know how to close out a damn fight. Right, because you knock you knock homeboy down, you jump on him, right? Because he ain't know where the hell he was. You might as well try to capitalize, right? Try to capitalize, right? So I give Ryan credit for not only getting off the ground, but staying aggressive and then eventually winning the fight. But what's pissing me off, especially uh, throughout media and social media, is that people aren't keeping it real about this fight. Because, all right, I'm not the most technical guy. I saw so many flaws in Ryan Garcia's game, right? Yeah. Stands upright, doesn't move his head, slow ass feet. He has quick hands though. That's that's the main, his hands are quick. And but he I'm has power. Here, yeah, and he has power. But I'm sitting here watching this fight and like, he's stepping on Luke Campbell's feet every other round. I'm like, why are we not talking about the flaws and deficiencies in Ryan Garcia's game? Because after that victory, is like the media darling, like, yo, he's gonna fight this guy next and this guy. I'm like, let's pump the brakes give him his props right but let's keep it real how do you rate his performance i give it like a b minus what, what, what do you think am i overreacting or no i i definitely think that the hype machine behind him is real and i think that sometimes you know we let that kind of uh you know flood our mind instead of realizing this dude's a young guy he's taken on a lot and to the best of his ability in terms of promoting himself, you know, taking the, the right steps. I do think that he doesn't have a whole lot of direction. That's why you see him, this guy and that guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
So, and he, he hasn't necessarily proven himself to do some of those things, right? To call out Pacquiao and whatnot. But going back to the fight, you know, what I saw was this. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, shit didn't go his way, but he stuck to his game plan. Thanks. Right? So that's what was really impressive. And then he ended up stopping the guy that dropped him, right? So in that sense, like, in terms of, like, you know, when you want to watch a fight, you want that drama. So he did of give course. it to us. Yeah. So the moment wasn't too big for him. Now, in terms of all the things that you brought up, what kind of, you know, his exposure was, like, yeah, all those things are real. And Andre Warrior just came out and said some stuff, too. Um, and, you know, so you don't have to take it from me or you. You can go listen to Andre Ward. Yeah. And he's saying the same things. Like, the guy did get hit. His feet, his footwork wasn't great, to your point. He doesn't move his head a whole lot. Um, you know, so he was going to stand in front of people and just rely on his hands and his power. Like at some point, you know, that's only going to get you so far. So far. So I think, you know, I think a B, B plus is, you know, certainly reasonable because look, if you want to get an A, then you don't get dropped. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and you probably handle some of those different situations a little bit better. So. And a lot of the times, if you, if you go back and watch that fight, when he was getting tagged up, he looked real uncomfortable. Right. The times that he got hit, he looked real uncomfortable. And when you put him in a pool of all those young fighters, I feel like his mechanics aren't where they're supposed to be in comparison to like a T.O. or even Haney or Shakur Stevenson, you know? Yeah, I, I would say those guys are probably a little bit more technically sound. Of course. I mean, look, this guy, like we got to call this, like he is literally like the golden boy <laughs> 2.0 in a sense that like he's a good looking kid. Yeah. He's tall. He's charismatic. Like he has a uh, personality. Um, and from... From at least where he's at, he's shown the will and the ability to to want to scrap, you know. So in terms of his actual boxing skills, do he have room to grow? Yeah, but I also think that's why he got with Canelo, which is also smart. So yeah, I'm going to try not to give him so much of a hard time because, listen, the way he's pushing himself, like, it's a lot of responsibility and it's a lot to take on for any young man, especially at his age, right? So, um, you know, that's kind of my thought. And I'm all for that too. Like, I mean, you have to give him respect for the fight, but I'm just saying the media in general, let's really put it into perspective of his right. performance. Listen, we know in almost every sports there's media darlings. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and sometimes when guys haven't necessarily, um, like you see the potential, but they haven't really earned the right to be a media darling, it's kind of like, all right, let's not, let's pump the brakes, right? Um, so I definitely feel that. Now, obviously coming from that, fight and you know there's been a lot of talk about a lot of different things we want to go specifically to you know because he's called out uh tank even kind of flirted with tia Fimo. but right now all the momentum seems to be with him potentially fighting pacquiao and one of the things that we first didn't like was it was going to be potentially an exhibition well he put that you know room to rest mm-hmm. which i was actually um you know i was really impressed by because you know you can tell he's listening and wants to do what the fans you know want um, in terms of the fight, though, before like trying to break it down, here's what I love about it. You have a, a, a legend who is still at the top of his game at a, you know, obviously an older age. And then you have a guy, a media darling, has all the momentum behind him who's kind of starting off. So it really would be a passing of the tor- torch kind of fight, so to speak. And if, and if Ryan loses, it's probably going to be a good L for him. So I actually like the fight. You know what I mean? Tell me your thoughts. If he's supposed to be the cash cow of Golden Boy Promotions, 
my thing is not about him losing. It's the fashion that he's going to lose. Because Manny Pacquiao is whooping that ass, right? <laughs> right? Manny, you, we were, look, look at Nate Robinson. You haven't seen him on Instagram in, in two months after becoming the meme of the world, right? Well, so you mean listen, to tell I, me. I, listen, I didn't <laughs> right? even think about that, bro. Right? So if he loses, if Luke Campbell drops him, right? Why would you go fight Manny Pacquiao, who's going to get in there? You're not making it. I don't think you're making it past the third round. So it's not that I don't like the fight, but if you're his, if you're on his management team and you probably know better than I do, why would you go for this fight? Because Manny Pacquiao is still active. It's not like Manny Pacquiao is going to be the last guy that Manny Pacquiao beat, I believe was Keith Thurman, right? Keith Thurman. So if we were to put Keith Thurman and Ryan Garcia in the ring together, like, what do we think is going to happen? Or even Adrian Broner and Ryan Garcia. A Adrian, listen, that, you know. That Manny actually, Pacquiao is not fighting no fucking bums. He's beating good fighters. And you're yeah. throwing your young pup in there? So listen, but again, like, I, I think risk reward. I think, listen, I think he takes more of an L if he loses to one of the younger guys, right? Versus taking an L losing to a legend, an all-time great, you know. Okay, field. but we always go back to Mayweather Canelo. Canelo lost. He put up a valiant effort. He didn't get embarrassed, though. He wasn't dropped. So listen, this is where you got to believe. If you believe in yourself and you see something that you feel like you can beat Pacquiao in, then you got to go out and deliver. Now, if he gets absolutely washed, like you remember this dude out in Japan who they thought he was like, you know, it was all this hype about him and he was like an MMA fighter, kickboxer. And then Mayweather went over there and did an exhibition and he got <laughs> yeah. him out of there in 40 seconds yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Now, listen, if that happens, it's going to be like, oh, bro. bro. But at the same time, the young kid is willing to put that, put it all on the line, right? He's really, really, really willing to risk it all, so to speak. So you is it smart? It. Is it smart? That's what I'm saying. Is it, is it a smart move? If you, if Louis was his agent, would you push this narrative? Would you push him down this uh, road? No. Okay, then. But I'm not. And motherfuckers <laughs> are trying to get the money and they're trying to get the bag. Yo, and Ryan, Ryan's, you know, he's in his bag. He's he got the Gatorade thing going. Everybody's calling him out. You know what I mean? Like, so like right now, literally, he's at the highest moment of his career and he's feeling himself. I can't be mad at him for feeling himself. I can't. I'm not. I'm not mad. Get the bag. But I'm just saying as you know. You have to bring your career along the smart path, man. A bunch of you have a bunch of young fighters waiting in the right, way. So let me ask you this, right? To play devil's advocate, let's say you're not going to put him in the ring with one of those four guys that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to put him in the ring with at this point? That one people are going to stop, you know, saying that he's fighting this guy and he's not. It's not a real challenge. Who throw a name out there, right? Because off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody. So you if you're already at the place where you are got you have mandatories for these young dudes, it may actually be smart to say, look, when these guys are this good, it's always going to be 50-50, right? So if you are going to take that risk, you might as well do it with a guy. If you do take an L, he's probably not going to hurt your, you know, your, your status as much as one of the younger guys. Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia is a 50-50. That fight can go either way, even though I do think Devin Haney is a better fighter, right? Manny Pacquiao, 95%. But if that L right now, where does his career go? Right? If he, loses Pacquiao, if he loses to Pacquiao, he can still fight any one of those four guys. But if he loses to one of those guys, people are going to be like, he's trash, he's this, he don't deserve. You see what I'm saying? So... 
But I'm saying, okay, so if he fights Manny Pacquiao and loses this fight, these guys like Javante Davis are going to be like, yo, nah, we're not fighting you because it's not going to make as much money as it would have if you were to stay undefeated. I, I, I hear you. Those are valid points. But I do think taking a, a loss from Manny Pacquiao is a better L right now than any of those young guys. All right, yo, Ryan, my, my um, you know, my, my thing to just tell you, Ryan, if you're listening to this and you're probably not, if you take this L, don't get an ass whooping, bro. Don't get knocked the fuck out and you're on every meme tomorrow, right? Take a good beating, just don't get embarrassed. That's the only advice I can give you. If I had to give him some advice, I'd be like, hit and hold, make it a boring <laughs> fight. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you get lucky because you, you do have speed and power. Maybe you catch him, but do not let him go off, right? I would hold him. I would frustrate him. I would make it an ugly fight, right? Yeah. Because at least that way you're giving yourself more of a shot. And if you come out, you know, like Luke Campbell clearly made the decision, like, it's a W if we finish out on our feet. That's facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So listen, like, if he, if he makes it out, to your point, if he makes it out a Pacquiao fight, on his feet, yeah. you're gonna give him some respect. That's what I'm saying. The same way. So hit, hold. Yes. You know, spend time. It's like it's like the foot. It's like in football, right? You wanna you want to run the ball to run the no clock, clock out, right? <laughs> That's why you use your feet. That's why you hold. That's why you spin them. You're just running the clock out, right? It's just being smart. So you know, hopefully, you can add that to his game. But we'll see. Listen, listen. And if you've seen that, I really think this is gonna happen because we just interviewed a young another young fighter. 17-year-old mm -hmm. in uh, Ashton Silve, who is actually, you know, I'll say that he's cool with Ryan. And when I brought up the fight, he was like, nah, I actually think it's going to happen. Yeah. So it looks like we're going in that direction. I am excited about it. All right. So, but let's go ahead and move on. So I do want to throw this out there, though. So Pacquiao was potentially going to fight Conor McGregor. We just thought Conor got washed. Just want to bring that up because, mm -hmm. you know, I know how you feel about Conor McGregor. I'm pretty sure you're happy about it. Go ahead and give me a little bit of your thoughts with that. Conor's in the spin cycle right now, man. He always get washed up. What, what, <laughs> what else is new, bro? He lose every other fight, man. Yes, Yo, yes, yes. I know he's, he's sick because he just fucked up his bag. 150 mil, he just messed up that Pacquiao bag. I know that's the real reason. He don't give a damn about the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's why I'm bringing this point up. You know what I mean? Um, I will say this, man. Like, I want to bring up Mayweather in this, you know, real quick because Mayweather was performing at a top level. I mm -hmm. mean, really at the height of any, like Mayweather got to the highest of boxing since, you know, probably in terms of the money and popularity, like Muhammad Ali and Golden and, and Oscar put together, but he was still performing. He never let all of his um, success inside and outside the ring get to his head. So you got to give the due respect. Connor got that success, and I think he's what three and three the last. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So, um, but listen, I'm all for Connor if he's able to build it back up and you know kind of bring those two sports together because I think ultimately it's good for boxing. So, but anyway, so moving on. So, with with that fight potentially happen with uh, Ryan Garcia and then Manny Pacquiao, um, there's going to be a lot of things that you know may be shuffled. So we're going to see what happens with that. More recently, meaning last night, we saw a Caleb Plant fight, um, and we did hear him being in the news a couple months back about potentially fighting Canelo. We know that's not um, going to happen, not yet at least. But let's go back. Let's go. Let's let's rewind real quick. What did you think about uh, Caleb Plant last night? Um, see, from your perspective, what did you like? What did you like? Um, 
A plus 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 performance. Um, one thing about Kuhlick, he's not he's not gonna overwhelm you with the power, but I'll go out and say that I'll put him in the top five in terms of smarting smartest fighters. He's a very mindful fighter, right? He yeah, he stays in his lane. To me, he can throw every punch. Like he, his left hook, he has a jab, over right hand, right? And at no point in time was he ever in trouble. He was getting tagged up towards the end of uh, the fight a little bit more, but we come to learn that he had a hand issue. He kind of messed up his hand, I think, in the fifth or sixth round. So he wasn't as cautious as he was in the first beginning. Um, two things I want to say. One, I feel like when he has his fighters, his opponents on the ropes, I would like to see him finish out, finish them out a little bit cleaner and earlier. And number two, which is I always say that about every fighter, your next fight, I want to see a better opponent, right? Because we can all speculate and sit down and say, yo, he does X, Y, Z. But now let's put him in the ring with someone who's just as good with him because Truex wasn't, right? But this morning he got called out by Berlanga. So they're all jockeying yeah, for that. position. They're all jockeying for that Canelo that. fight. And, 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 you know, I love that. You know what I'm saying? I do love that. Um, what yeah, did man, you like, like about the fight? Well, listen, I, you know, I think we've mentioned Caleb Plant early on in our podcast in terms of that, like, being 160, 168 guy. So um, I've always loved his skill set. You know, his, his left hand is educated, which means that he can throw – a variety of different punches off the jab. He can throw a jab and then an uppercut. He can throw a jab, an uppercut, and a hook all in the same combination. Um, then he can throw the right hand. He can he can jab and then uh, hook to the body. So his left hand is, is lethal, and it's really, really impressive. In terms of the power, his pop and his, and his accuracy, that tells you that the power is there. Now, at some point watching last night, it did seem like he may have gotten tired or, you know, he does. He has a really good poker face because there were some shots that he got clipped with that he just ate. But, you know, they, they could have gotten, you know, I don't want to say impacted him in terms of like, I respect this guy. But ultimately, you start thinking, OK, I've been hit by this. I've been hit by that. And I think when he he wanted I think he pressed a little bit because mm-hmm. um, he did want that knockout. But then also with the hand injury. So there's nothing that I didn't like other than, you know, we didn't get the spectacular finish, but that happens. He's very now, to your point, yeah, I mean, if you would have had, you know, um, it didn't have to be like a, a straight KO. If you would have got like a, a technical knockout with a ref stop, you know, that could have been a little bit more impressive as well. Um, but I don't think we're, we're bringing down his grade that he didn't get the knockout, right? Because uh, Truax is really, he is a tough guy. He yeah. has been at the world championship level. So you always got to give those guys their props. Now, so with... Um, Caleb Plant, obviously there's been talks about with him and Canelo. What did you see last night that suggests that Canelo could be that next fight? I don't think he's there yet. I do think that the next guy, like you said, needs to be better. But I don't know if Berlanga is that guy, but I also don't think that Canelo's there yet, right? What do you think? I think, listen, there's, I could see Caleb Plant fighting one of the uh, Charlo, Jamal Charlo. I can see him fighting Berlanga. But like you just said, is that small thing of lack of quality opponents, not quality opponents, but that big name opponent that all these other guys are kind of bunched in together 
with Canelo sitting at the top, right? So just based off this performance, I like Caleb's skills, and I think he'll get in the ring with Canelo, and he'll be able to hold his own. We don't know if he'll win or not. But as of right now, let me just see you fight somebody better, and then we'll we'll, we'll see what that Canelo fight looks. Because everyone's jockeying for that position, man. But Canelo will just be the, a fighter who is six foot five, man. <laughs> right? Like, like, he is the cream of the crop. He's the lion in the jungle. But... I'm I'm putting him around all the like not B level fighters but just a step under Canelo. But he they like if he was to fight Charlo in his next fight, I That's think that answers awesome. a lot of questions for both fighters. Yeah, yeah, it's you know? a toss up. You know, the one equalizer that we know that one of the Charlo brothers has is their power is his power. It's legit, right? And <laughs> it's legit. Their dog. Like if you hit them, they're gonna respond. Um, but we also have seen you know um, them you know kind of be exposed a little bit. So he certainly has the tools to win and they have the tools. So to me, that's the sexiest fight, but it also does, you know, like if you take that L, does it bring you down from fighting Canelo? Everybody wants Canelo, right? So if you already got a belt, you're going to try to hold on to that belt. So we'll see now moving on to Canelo, right? To segue into him. We know that he just announced uh, fighting was it Billy Joe Saunders from the mm -hmm. UK, either yeah. on May 1st or, or May 8th. Eight, yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you start off about you know what, what you like about that fight, what you don't. Um, I've seen Billy Joe just a little bit, you know, but also like who's really on Canelo's motherfucking level, right? So, and realistically, if we ended it right here with that statement. We wouldn't even be wrong, right? Yo, I fuck with Canelo because he wanted to smoke with everyone who's a good fighter, right? With him, it's not a lot of politics. Everyone's upset that he's gonna fight that one guy next. What's his name? Avi, whatever. But that's his mandatory. And that guy's a good fighter, right? It's not like he's like some scrub, but Canelo wants to smoke with everyone. One of the things that he said that I thought was just amazing, he was like, look, I'm not really worried about being at one weight class. I'm looking at different fighters for different challenges and being able to go in between weight classes and collect different belts. Like he's basically saying I could fight maybe from 154 if he really needed to up to 175. All right, let me ask you a question though. He also had some other comment. I was trying to look for it. And he was like how moving forward, he's not gonna fight another Mexican fighter. I don't know what his rationale was. Was it just because them being his countrymen or he wants to- I'll be honest, I think, I think he knows that it always sells better if you know the other person is not Mexican. I'm just keeping it real. Um, and well, potentially, listen, there, I, 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 this is a guy that I called, uh, you know, I said his name a while ago, uh, David Benadiez. Yeah. That's like, if you like, he's a legit 6'3", can take a punch. He's going to come forward. He's going to throw like a thousand punches in a fight. So in maybe two years, like that guy is going to be a problem. So I'm not saying Canelo's avoiding anybody, but, you know, I think it ultimately comes down to ticket sales. He knows that as a Mexican fighter fighting somebody else that was not Mexican is going to sell more. And I'm going to kind of toss it up to that. No, but I agree with that. But let's say down the line in two years, like you just said, the next big thing in boxing happens to be a Mexican fighter. So you telling me Canelo's going to walk away from like $150 million fight just because the guy is Mexican. Like I, I don't want to misquote him because I was trying to find a quote before we started. I couldn't find it, but I want to know the rationale behind that. Yes. A Mexican versus American dude is going to do big numbers. But also, if that other Mexican fighter is a huge name 
and he's pulling in big numbers and you have a potential to make a hundred million dollars or more, why wouldn't you fight him? Well, I think, listen, I, I, I think if Canelo sees the opportunity that way, I think he's going to jump on it. Listen, I'm Haitian. I'm Haitian. If I could make, I'm Haitian. If I could make a hundred million, <laughs> I can have another Haitian. Line them up. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I think if the opportunity presents itself, I think he's going to jump on it. Now I will say this, because we've had, we've had this conversation. Like, there's people who get support locally. Mm-hmm. There's people who get supported nationally. And then there's people who get supported globally. So when you can get a whole country behind you, mm-hmm. it's probably going to do better when you're going against another country. Of and course. that's just the level at con- where Canelo's playing. And like, yo, like, we can't hate on that. And I'm well, not saying that, that we hate, but... If that's the case, he should drop down to 154... Manny come up to 154, the Philippines versus Mexico. That fight will generate a billion dollars, bro. Yeah, but that's not even fair, dog. Like, <laughs> like I think, listen, man, Manny's great, but that, like, Canelo might hurt Manny. Like, I'm being real. Because Manny's not a big guy by any means. And Canelo probably can walk around at 180 pounds. Easily. Now, could Pacquiao do it? If anybody could do his Pacquiao, Thank but you. I would advise that. Thank you. I would I'm say this, that. right? I would try to get either um, Floyd Mayweather back in the ring, or I, I'm, I'm just or Andre Ward. That's the bro, two. Like bro. if I'm Canelo, maybe I'll give you other Andre than that, Ward. But this is Floyd Mayweather's career. Canelo would knock him out, and I'd be crying. So I don't want to see Floyd go all like that. I'm just saying that that would be. You know, mind bro, don't do it, uh, but yo, Floyd's too smart for that. Floyd's too smart, smart for that. Man. I don't want to see that, bro. All right, so let's say, um, we, you know, let's say that Canelo gets through his next opponent, which I, I'm pretty sure that we both agree on. What do you think is gonna happen in that um, that Saunders fight? And then give me some guys afterwards that you know you think could potentially, um, you know, because he wants to fight three times in a year, so. Mm-hmm. It'll be one in February, then May, and then probably September. So who's some potential guys maybe in that uh, that September fight? Well, going back, I when I look back at it, because you always say, you know, it, it, to me it's three guys that I feel like match up well with him. is Billy that he's going to fight next. is Charlo and it's Caleb Plant. All present different set of skills. If he gets through Billy and Charlo uh, wins his next fight, I want to see the Charlo fight. Because I think power for power, I think with all the skill sets said and done, it's going to take someone that can really bang with that one hit knockout power to get Canelo, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's why going into the Triple G fight, I thought Triple G, especially in the first one, I thought he could have pulled it off because Triple G is a heavy hitter. But in terms of just pure power, like it has to be the Charlo brother, Jamal Charlo. That's so my think, dream matchup. Yeah. So I think you're right, but it depends on what Charlo does uh, from now into September. He's got to get in the ring and fight somebody, right? Yeah. So whoever that opponent is, you know, um, they're working on something. We'll, we'll uh, circle back for the next pod. But I did see that he's uh, trying to set up a fight. I, I forget which fighter, but he's so supposed that, to be fighting saying, Like the next guy, he yeah. got to be a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. Um, it has to be more like it can't be like, you know, if you're going in and being the expected favorite, it needs to be a 50 50. Like it's a bit of a toss up. And if he performs well, like at that point, how can Canelo Ignore him. Yo, that all these fighters underneath Canelo knows that the next six to eight months to a year, they're all gunning for him. So I have no issue with them going out and performing. They're gonna perform. 
right? So we're just going to see who gets the opportunity to fight uh, Canelo. But I think it will be Jamal Charlo. I'm here for it, man. So um, now we mentioned uh, uh, Mayweather um, <laughs> with, with uh, Canelo, which is definitely not happening because we know he's about to bag, obviously, because the next topic I want to bring up is that his fight with Logan Paul, because, you know, we, you know, we get yeah. mixed up, um, is actually postponed. And supposedly, I guess maybe the numbers didn't do great or whatever. So I was actually surprised by that because with the momentum, with the um, with the success of um, Jake Paul, yeah. you know, what he did, I really thought people were going to be here for it. But it, it seemed like, you know, they're not. What do you think about it being postponed? Do you think it will happen? You know what I mean? Tell me your uh, your thoughts. They're saying that it's because of COVID. It's because nobody ordered that shit. Right. Yes. Uh, and ain't nobody and 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 that type of fight, people, we're gonna stream it. We're gonna find a link to stream that shit. We're not spending ninety dollars to watch a J uh Logan Paul versus Mayweather. And you know, I fucks with Mayweather, but to me is kind of in the realm of I think consumers are just getting smarter now. They're like, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna keep on fooling us every three months with one of these stupid ass fights that Logan Paul has no reason to even be in a ring with someone of that caliber. You're not gonna get my ninety dollars this time, right? Right? Is one is one thing for Nate Robinson and Logan and Jake Paul. That's different. That's a spectacle. But real fighters, like we, don't, that's why we got upset when we thought the Ryan Garcia fight was gonna be an exhibition. We're like, yo, you guys are real fighters. If you're fighting, it has to be a real fight. So we, the consumer, aren't as dumb as they think that we'll just buy any Floyd Mayweather pay-per-view, especially when it's a guy like Logan Paul, bro. Like, nah. Okay. Big facts. You know, I'm kind of happy that it happened that way in terms of, like, you know, it not being um, a big a big sell, a big draw. Because I think, actually, the Mike Tyson Roy Jones was a big sell before it actually um, um, previewed, right? Before it actually came yeah, on. Yeah, but that's two legends, though. Two legends. Right, so... So one of the things we talked about is that that specific event was something different mm -hmm. than actual boxing. And mm -hmm. I think that the consumer, by not paying into this particular fight, is saying, hey, listen, we're, we're down to watch something like that, yeah. but not in this same um, context in the sense of like, you got a legend finding some bum? Nah, you know what I mean? Yo, so Oscar I was Halo Hoyer wants to come back, right? Oscar wants to come back. Floyd can fight Oscar again, and that shit will generate $100 million. Yeah, probably would. And there's certainly some other fights too, you know what I mean? Like, you, bro. Come on, you, can man. Go, you can go uh, Trinidad, uh, Oscar. You could go, um, you could go, um, uh, what's this guy's name that knocked out Roy Jones? I don't think it would happen, but Tarver versus Roy Jones. On, you can go man. Mike Tyson, Holyfield. That would probably be the biggest selling one. Yeah. So there's so many other opp opportunities that can be made with real fighters than to really, you know, who are on the, at least the same level like uh, Mike Tyson or Roy Jones was. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, I bet you if they end up fighting, they're gonna play with our intelligence. Uh, that fight's gonna go nine, 10 rounds when you know that Floyd should just go in there first, second round and just knock him out. Like if you're gonna go in there, embarrass homie, man. Don't like don't, like when he went to Japan for the exhibition. Yeah, right. Like right, he got paid. Homie, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't insult my intelligence and think Logan Paul can take you ten rounds, bro. Come on, bro. I mean, I will say this, like, do I think that it will be competitive from a boxing standpoint? No, but I think that the size difference would, allow, size difference would at least allow, allow um, Logan Paul to last longer than maybe a couple rounds, yeah. you know, because he's going to be able to absorb some of those shots, especially when his conditioning's fine. But maybe by that, like, you know, third or fourth round, you know, maybe he'll just be, you know, 
gas and, and, and before he gets him out of there. Um, but yeah, man, so that, you know, that's 2021 in one <laughs> month, basically, you know, the month of January, we, you know, come on. Longest month shit, ever, man. yo. <laughs> I know, right? I remember, I think I, I shot a tweet out like two and a half weeks ago. And I was like, man, it feels like there's been no boxing for like two, three months. Yeah, facts. You know, so we had a lot to cover today. Um, glad we got through it. Obviously, there'll be some more uh, stuff popping up. I do think the biggest fight outside of the Canelo is because that's still about three weeks away. Yeah, so, we, you know, we're going to be waiting around, but there's been a lot of news. Maybe we'll get an announcement with uh, Ryan Garcia. Um, but anyway, you know, you got to stay tuned for that. Gene, let them know where they can find us, bro. Yo, you can find us on every streaming platform, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, SoundCloud. And we're also on YouTube, right? So if you guys are watching the video or our content, please like, subscribe, share. Let's uh, fuck up the algorithm. Get us uh, to the top. Yeah, them likes are free. Them likes are free. Likes are free, man. Yes, sir.